is Crystal Luna and welcome to My Own Lane, a series dedicated to talented women killing it in creative roles. I hope the stories and experiences of the featured guests navigating through their professional lives resonate and motivate you to create your own lane. Hi Angie, how are you? Hi, Christo. I'm so excited. Thank you for inviting me. I'm so, yeah, I'm so proud of you because I, I know this is um, something that you talked to me about creating. So it's so fun that we're here now talking about it and you're creating this YouTube channel to empower women. You know, I, you and I have, you know, just a little backstory. Angie and I go back to our grad da- graduate school days. Is, is that how you would call it? Um, We went, we both went to Cal State Fullerton. We met in the classes in one of the classes and we connected. We've, and we've stayed in touch ever since we did have a brief radio show while we were in school. Um, And what is it? What was it called? The local hub. Mm -hmm. And we did have the whole idea behind it was to have um, upcoming artists, local artists, and by local, we meant like just, I guess, underground, undiscovered um, mm-hmm. talent. And we really had aspirations for that. We really had goals set for that. And unfortunately, it didn't work out. And here we are once again, me with this um, series. And just an FYI, fun fact, she helped me come up with the name. It's oh, yeah. so simple, but very catchy. And it just goes it goes so well with what I'm trying to do with this series. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I mean, Angie, what do you want to, what do you have to say? I'm from <laughs> everything that I just yeah, said. No, yeah, like we met in grad school. We were both um, doing our master's in communication. And yeah, I remember you always talking about how you love like entertainment and music. And we connected over like underground hip hop. So then um, I got an internship at this local radio station. And then um, that's when I thought about you. I was like, well, she loves like music and entertainment. I just like interviewing people. I'm like, she's perfect. Yeah, and it was it was fun times. We interviewed some really cool artists. Um, yeah, so I'm so happy. I'm so happy that, you know, you took the step forward to start this YouTube channel. And yeah, I'm just happy to be here. I feel like you have so much to offer. You have experience, um, knowledge, and just you're very patient and friendly. And I mean, you're a Latina content creator. And I'm all like, when I, I mean, I, per, I personally know you, obviously. And I thought Angie is such a great person to bring on board for this, because especially now that you're starting as a person, as a personal brand strategist, it, it took you a while and you're not as for what I know, you're not fully on that path, but you're on your way and you're juggling of different roles. And at the same time, obviously still trying to push this up so it can become more full time. Yeah. And that's what, and that's what my own lane is all about. And when I sent for example, when I sent the email to you ladies, when I when I approached you guys about interviewing, I said, you know, it, you can still have your nine to five and still work towards creating your own lane. And that's totally fine. Totally fine. 
Um, but yeah, tell us what does your professional journey look like? Oh my God. Yeah, it's it definitely, it's never seamless and it's never linear. I think that's exactly. something that like when you're trying, where you're on this, you know, discovery of who you are and what you want to be a service to and what you're passionate about. It's always a discovery. So I think, I think I know you pointed out that I'm patient and I think that's actually a really good thing because you need a lot of patience when you're trying to create something um, that you're starting new, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. So after I graduated um, from Cal State Fullerton, I started working with the startup company. It was a mobile app company. um, And it was basically to create content for um, Fountain Valley and like uh, it was a city app, right? And that's kind of where I realized, okay, I really like creating content. My role was a story organizer. And that's kind of what, which is very aligned with what I love to do. But, you know, there is a lot of bumpy rides in that company. And I realized, you know what, I think I could do this. But I had to go through, you know, through the ups and downs in that company to realize, you know what, I want to create my own business one day. Um, You know, I would like to be able to have a flexible day, um, be able to just really create my the schedule of my day, have that flexibility and freedom. And that's one of the reasons that motivated me to figure something out. I just, and I like creating content and also realize that I'm good at like um, identifying people's visions and clarifying that and clarifying their messages and bringing everything kind of together. So, you know, I took a leap of faith. I, after I stopped, I stopped working with that startup company. Um, I started looking for jobs, but I wasn't happy. Like every time I went on to look for jobs, I would get a headache. I would feel really sad and unmotivated because I didn't feel, I didn't, I wasn't finding anything that I felt like I wanted to be a part of. In my head, I already knew, you know what, I want to work for myself. But part of me was very scared to take that leap of faith. And I just felt like, you know, I need to find something. I, you know, I need to find something more stable. So then I got an interview um, in December. This was like the year, about almost two years ago. And this was a perfect job for me. I think I um, fit the description and I told myself, if I don't get this job, this is it. I'm going to stop looking for interviews and I'm going to take a leap of faith and I'm going to do everything to figure this out on my own. And I didn't get the job. And that was kind of like, I took it as a sign from like, I don't know, I'm very spiritual. And I I told God, I was like, you know what, God, if you don't give me this, I'm going to listen and I'm just going to go with my heart. And going with my heart was one of the hardest things I ever did because I was really depressed and I was really I felt really unworthy because I didn't have a job I had told myself I'm just gonna work on um strengthening the skill that I want to that I feel like I have because I didn't know everything and I and I worked every day I looked up YouTube videos I bought courses I did everything I basically went to school again, but I was doing the work, you know? Social media can be pretty broad. You did mention briefly earlier, a storyteller organizer, Mm -hmm. strengthening the visions of other people. But 
as far as like when you get these roles, what titles do you lean more towards? Yeah. So before, um, you know, when this journey started of me freelancing, uh, my title would be like a social media manager. Um, yeah. And I started doing that. Um, and I started creating like social media plans and through my network, I started getting um, jobs. I realized that, whoa, social, this digital world has so many things. You could right. be specialized in so many things. Like you could be specialized in ads um, and just the visual design and just website. And I was overwhelmed. I was like, whoa, I thought I needed to learn everything. And then I started realizing, you know what? I'm not, I don't love the community management of like social media manager, because it's kind of like a 24 seven job. You have to be like, and that's kind of, you know, and that's the process Mm -hmm. of discovery. I do help people with their online presentation and reputation, but I also see like an internal growth of personal development, which I really enjoy seeing that because I start seeing the clients more confident and just, their growth and how they present themselves, communicating their story. And ultimately, I mean, if there were, I mean, if you weren't scared, if, you know, there weren't any obstacles, ideally, like, what is it? I feel like once you ask that, I mean, it sounds so basic, but it's such a deep question because it really allows people to really dig deep. Like, yo, I'm, if it wasn't because of this, of this, this, and that, I'd be doing this. I want to do this. This is what I'm passionate about. Yeah. From your experience, what would you suggest people to look out for when freelancing, good and bad, anything to avoid or things to look into as they head in that direction? Like even if you have a nine to five job, mm-hmm. but you want to get started on a side hustle, right? Uh-huh. And you want to do some freelance work. And ultimately, maybe the, this freelance work is your passion and you love it. And ultimately, you want it to become your full-time like income. I, I would suggest to first identify what's that one skill that you can bring really um, value to someone else. Because the whole process of, of like having your own business or it's about serving someone else, ultimately. It's about bringing value to someone and solving an issue or problem that the person has. So asking yourself, what's a skill that I have that other people don't have and that currently need and it's in demand, right? Like for me, I realized social media is high demand. A lot of people or business people, they don't know anything, especially people in their 40s or a little bit older. They don't know anything about Instagram, Facebook, but in some way their job, their business is dependent, not dependent, but like it's a tool to like grow their business. Right. So I identified that in terms of like seeing myself and like, okay, I have a strength in this thing. Um, That's one thing. Also, there's a lot of sites online, like Upwork um, that you can put your um, profile. That's one way to start. You know, um, if because if you don't have a network, um, Upwork gives you a network. You just have to um, create your profile and provide examples of your work. So that's kind of an easier way. Um, also, LinkedIn is a great place to put your work out. Like if you're a freelancer, just start like sharing your work so people can start seeing like this is what you do. Um, the other thing is like like how you 
pricing, like the way you package your deals. And like, um, I think that's something I struggled really hard. I think I'm still struggling and learning about like how to price my services. I think that's something that's been a learning process because in the beginning, you don't feel confident, right? Well, I personally didn't feel confident. I was really shy about sharing my work. And I think Burley this year, I feel a little bit more confident, but before I was really shy and I would lower my prices and obviously I would give more, more than, you know, more than what I was receiving in terms of income. So yeah, just being really mindful of like how much you're charging. And just because you're barely starting doesn't mean you have to lower your prices. It's really up to you. That's what I learned. At the end of the day, that person that's seeking your help doesn't know the knowledge that you have and your knowledge is worth it. You know, you're worthy of charging whatever it is that, you know, don't, don't cheat, cheat yourself out because then you're going to feel very tired and exhausting because that's how I felt. And yeah, it's really important that you brought that up because right from the beginning, it's like you need to start setting your standards high. I and mean, your boundaries too. Your, your boundaries, exactly. And it's like, this is what I know. This is my education. This is my experience. And this is what I'm offering. And this yes. is what I'm paying. And you should be able to trust that the reason I'm charging this is because obviously I have it. I have everything to back it up, right? Exactly. See, and I that I didn't see when I was starting, to be honest. In my mind, I just saw someone that, you know what, I'm just starting. I don't have a lot of experience. And I just thought like, you know, I'm not going to charge them that much because I'm still learning. But I never saw that, dude, I have a master's degree. I have so much experience already. I already invested so much money in myself not just in academics, but personally after in courses and, and budgeting in like all the tools that I use and like the monthly memberships. Personally, I suffered a lot from a kind of like imposter syndrome and deficit mindset of feeling not good enough. Mm-hmm. That really kind of, and you know, that that's something that like this journey has allowed me to like really um, work through it work through it because I'm still working through it. But now I can confidently say that I'm letting I'm letting go of all those things. You know, you learn to value yourself. And that's kind of this whole process. I really do feel like entrepreneurship, creating something, you know, that you're doing on your own is a process of self-discovery for like 100% self-discovery. And exactly. there will, yeah, there will be challenges. But, you know, it's just like, always. Yeah. Yeah. Just doing your best and believing in yourself, despite all these things that come at you. I'm, I'm really glad you brought that up. Thank you so much. It, it was really important to put that out there because like I said, I've seen that plenty of times and even with myself, but we're not going to get into that. Um, <laughs> um, yeah. I noticed Obviously, me snooping through your page. I, I mean, I already follow you. We follow each other. But me snooping through your page and doing my homework and create for um, so I can create these interview questions. I noticed that you are followed by some Latina content creators, influencers. I, I mean, I have to ask, you know, are you working in social media, you, you, you being a personal brand strategist, like, how would you say how would you suggest or what, what steps did you follow in connecting a bridge with influencers? 
the same way you build relationships in the outside world, outside of online, is the same way that the online works. You know, the same way that you want to nurture a relationship in real life. Yeah, it takes two people to create a relationship in like outside of online social world, right? Mm -hmm. The same things, like the same aspects that it takes to create friendships, relationships in the real world, like it's the same thing. You apply it on the social world. Um, You know, like those likes and you liking other people's photos and commenting is you showing that you care about what they're saying just like me calling my friend or texting you and talking right right? that's similar to the online world we're leaving comments we're liking um, we're leaving questions so that's the engagement part you you by you doing that shows that you care about the person and the person starts um also building a relationship with you right because if you keep commenting asking questions and they're there to build networks and friendships, they're going to respond to you. Also, if you want to build your network, um, I would definitely suggest after COVID is like, you know, we can go back to, um, well, not normal, but I guess when things start opening up, I would highly suggest you put yourself out there and go to events that, that you're going to find like-minded people. To kind of um, continue the, the subject, the topic of social media, you make it known that you're for justice and your culture, right? (laughs) You're pretty big on that. I do see that. In a way, how do I make it known? (laughs) This is the first time someone says you make it known. (laughs) You and no, you make it known and there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, you talk about, for example, justice. I mean, so much is going on in this world and, and continues to go on and you for example, um, you're pro, I mean, you're pro immigration, you're mm -hmm. like, you talk a lot about women empowerment. How have your ancestors and even history influenced your creativity? Oh, that's a good question. I feel like I'm still in the process of discovery in that part. Like, really, I still am. Like, ever since I was little, I always felt creative and I always thought in my head, one day I'm going to create something. And like, when I was little, I wanted to be an actress or a fashion designer. Right. I think I just wanted to be a performer in some way. I was really into the arts, but then I ended up in a very academic, I took a very academic route, um, not in the art world, artistic, but I always wanted to go to art school. I'm still, even though I'm doing personal branding and I feel like I found something I love and I love like design and like creating content. Um, I'm still asking, I'm still in that process of asking myself, what is that one creative tool that, that really is me? And in terms of my ancestors, well, I feel like definitely they motivate me because, you know, I'm first generation. My parents aren't from Mexico. My dad's a gardener. I'm from Santa Ana, you know, I come from a low income background, you would say, I very much stigmatize. I feel like knowing what my ancestors have sacrificed and knowing the history, um, knowing my parents' history, knowing just where I come from, um, and like understanding like the dynamics of like um, racism and 
like power structures here in the U.S. I really don't want none of what my past ancestors have like um, sacrificed to go in vain. So right. that's why that I think that's a big motivation for me to really be able to honor my ancestors and my parents and my family by creating the life that I want. As we've previously mentioned, you and I, we know each other, we talk, we're friends outside of this. And I've confided in you about healing, about this current journey that I'm in. 2019 was total hell for me. Um, and so going into the pandemic, I mean, not only was that we where we all hit so negatively, yeah. but it, it felt almost impossible to almost push through because I'm still fighting with things I experienced yeah. in 2019. And even before that, like carried burden weight. Yeah. And so I, I, you come into 2020 trying to cleanse whatever heal and you still have this um, added pandemic so you know we've talked about healing we've talked about self-love self-care and um we through the journey i mean we've talked and you've mentioned that through the you for yourself um self-love and care through the, through the whole self-love, self-healing, you found your true calling as a personal brand strategist. When and how do you come to that realization? Yeah, that's an interesting question. I guess true calling, I, you know what? I don't know. But all I know is that right now, I'm happy doing what I do. Right. And that's kind of been the journey of a long, long time. It's been a journey of like, I don't know how, it's been a long time journey ever since I've been on the route of my career. You know, it's been a journey of like questioning what is it that I love to do? To be honest, I, I have, I had like multiple jobs and I could never stay anywhere because me too. I disliked it so much. And I was so hard on myself because I was like, when am I going to stay somewhere? Like what's wrong with me? I could never hold a job because I was, I would always end up being unhappy and honestly depressed. Like, same, same. I know like your job is not supposed to um, define who you are, but most of, but you spend like 80% of your day. If you're unhappy, you're going to show up not motivated with your friends and family, you know, but if you love what you do and you're ready to start Monday, because if, you know, that's also one thing. If you don't like your Mondays, maybe you should start reflecting why don't you like your Mondays and what are things that can be changed. Like, maybe you're just not in the right environment. Yeah. Um, from your experience, what it, what is greatly lacking in the creative arts industry? I think a little bit more honesty and vulnerability because I think that's what creates the human connection online and offline too. But I get it, it's hard to be honest and it's hard to show up. And I'm not saying share your whole story, open everything, open all the doors and windows of your house. But I guess being more um, honest and, sh and sharing your failures, like sharing things about you that were not so successful, 
the times you were crying and wanted to give up. But I get it because we're so just focused on, um, you know, presenting the best selves of your business, of your journey. But I think being a little bit more honest and sharing more about the times that times were when times were hard, I think it creates a better connection with other people. I think that's, I mean, that's, and that's real because even through this current journey of mine, of me creating the series, um, I mean, I don't mind, I don't mind being vulnerable and sharing failures because of which I've done, but there's still some certain insecurities that I've shared with you even outside this interview. Um, and I'm just, I mean, cause I'm, I'm thinking too right now, like this hasn't been aired the way it's going to be received or what, you know, just the opinions of others. And I mean, I just, but I also have to be realistic and think like I'm putting myself out there and I should just kind of prepare for that kind of shit, kind of shit too. Yeah. And I think one thing I would add is that, but I'm scared. Like I, I'm, yeah, I really am. That's scared. okay. I think like, one thing that I learned in 2020 was to be compassionate for myself. Literally, mm-hmm. I was I was a really I was someone that was very hypercritical of the work that I do, of who I am, very critical, which didn't allow me to even share my work or put myself out there because I was just like, oh, it's not good enough. It's not good enough. But what I learned was to be compassionate and be okay with like feeling not perfect because that's the first step in your journey but it's about having compassion for yourself and you know being okay with like the judgment of others if that comes you know if that comes and knowing that like that doesn't define who you are yeah but uh, yeah but all those thoughts that go into your head about when you're going to create something new when you're sharing something new about like who am I to be saying this oh, it doesn't look good. It's not how I want it to look like. Like all those things, you just need to take them with you and put them aside, lock them out from your mindset. Because at the end, it's also a big mindset thing. Like, And knowing you know what? No one is perfect. No one starts things knowing everything. Yeah, and by putting yourself out there, you're becoming a role model for other people in some way too. Because I'm pretty sure uh, you are going to like... um inspire other people in your circle to put themselves out there and do something they love to do. But I do want to ask you through this journey as a freelancer, social media manager, um, even when you did some, when you were in radio and now as a personal brand strategist, has your family been supportive of you through this journey? Yeah, honestly, I think I'm very fortunate to have a supporting family. And it's interesting because through this process, it was me that I wasn't supporting myself. And that's a big one because you find yourself to not, you have to be comfortable with, like you mentioned earlier, with yourself. Yeah, like thankfully my family has always supported me and, but it was me in my head telling me, damn, I have a master's degree you know, I should have a job that pays this much. I should be making this amount of money. And in my head, I was putting all these questions and like, I guess thinking so much about what society would think and, you know, thinking of like, I guess 
I don't know, just making these stories in my head. Um, but my family never put that on me. Yeah, I think they've allowed me to be on this journey. Um, and that's something really important for me too, because I was not supporting myself because I was creating all these ugly stories about myself and this journey. So if, if my family would not be supported, I don't think I, it would have been worse, right? It would have been worse to get myself out of that hole and ugly mindset if I have people attacking me or telling me not what to do. And I understand that for a lot of people is not the same and it's even harder. But if that's the case, then I would say to use that, um, those words as like power and force to motivate you even more to show those people with limited mindset that you're capable of really um, like creating the life that you want and bringing your dreams to life, really. And to be a role model for those people who have a limited mindset. You know, I think people need to hear that. They need to hear that. And as I, as, as I've expressed before, even within the first episode, I talked a lot on this. Um, I touched on it, how my family, for example, hasn't been supportive of my journey. And I'm constantly, I feel like I support myself. Yes, I lose confidence at times. Yes, I'm insecure about, you know, is this the, the, am I in the right path? Should I continue pursuing mm. this? Um, but it's constantly just not having the support of my family. They obviously see work, labor, as in you going out, or you have the whole stability, obviously, because stability is important financially, yeah. at least, you know, and it I is. understand that part. And which is why it's really, it was really important for me to bring the, this question up. I want to continue asking this question because not everyone has a supportive family. And if you do, that's great too. And um, which leads me to the final question because you did mention happiness and you did touch on um, the what success means to you. It means happiness and being at peace with yourself, right? Yeah. Yes, definitely. Um, well, success, yeah, like I mentioned, like just doing what I love finding peace in what I do. I think that's really important. And also, um, I guess seeing the value, like, I know I feel successful when I can see that I, in some way, brought some change in someone else's life. Someone who wants to get started in this journey or do similar work, I would suggest, one, if you don't have the skills or if you um, have basic skills, continue to always be uh, continue to always like learn more, um, continue to always search for the tools that you need and strengthen those tools. Honestly, if you dive in for at least three months, give you give yourself three months of learning, find courses on YouTube, buy courses, and focus on one skill. I'm 100%. By those three months, you'll have a skill if you're consistent. And you'll have a skill and you can actually offer that skill to someone. So choose a skill. If you have basic, you feel insecure, dedicate yourself for three months, three to six months in learning something new that you love. And I can 100% agree that you're going to be more confident and you're going to have a skill that you can actually offer to someone else. And my other advice would be like, don't be afraid to um, 
I guess you make mistakes and because that's so important. You're going to make mistakes. It's part of growth. You know, every mistake, don't look at it. Don't look at that as negative. Take it as a growth experience. Honestly, the more mistakes you make, the better because you're getting better at your job or at whatever your work that you're doing. Yeah. I mean, like I said, and this is my, um, what is it? My signature question because I do, I am bringing a, a few of you women on board with a background in different areas. And I think it's really important to hear your voices. So I truly appreciate your responses, girl. Mm -hmm. I truly appreciate them because people need to hear this. People need to hear this. They need to know that it's okay to fail, that it's okay to have one, two, three, four, five drafts, if possible. Yeah, it's okay. Because it's going to happen. It's going to happen. And a perfect example is the what I'm currently working on that I hit you up about. It's totally fine. <laughs> um, yeah. And it, it, I mean, it can be stressful, but yeah. I mean, the first draft is not going to come out. It's not going to be easy peasy. peasy. No, nah, it's okay. And be just know that it's okay. And if that it's part of the journey. If it's not coming up right, that means you're doing the right thing. You're on the right, you're like on the journey. Yeah. Thank you for being on this episode. I truly appreciate you. And thank you to the future viewers that will be watching this. I welcome you to tune in for the next episode, which will come up soon. Um, but yeah, thank you so much, Yay. everyone. Have a great yeah. day. Thank you Peace so much, out. Crystal. Bye, everyone.